And we're live. Welcome, everybody. This is the Reality Czars podcast, and I'm your only host right now, Nate. I'm not sure if Tony's going to show up or not. He might He might surprise us and join late. We have, whew, I'm really pumped. We have Anthony Kennedy, Captain Anthony Kennedy. Man, I'm stoked to have you on. Uh, dude, <laughs> do you want to tell our, this is, this is your first time on, do you want to tell our audience a little bit about yourself and a little bit where they can find you? Okay, um, a little bit where you can find me. You can find me very easily just typing in Anthony Ross Kennedy anywhere. You're definitely going to find me. I'm a blue-eyed ginger, and I'm a retired captain. So um, uh, I do a lot of social work stuff, so you may see a lot of social work stuff. So um, I'm pretty easy to find. But my primary um, platform is TikTok and Instagram. Awesome, man. I'm pumped to have you on, dude. Uh, you post some of the most interesting, thought-provoking stuff that I've seen on Instagram, and I love it. And that's why I wanted to have you on. And well, you're a fellow Oregonian, which is really cool. Uh, thank you. Well, it, it, uh, it feels good to be an Oregonian again. Listen, I was trapped in Pennsylvania for like 10 years, like trapped. Well, I felt trapped, but anyways, I'm in Oregon now. It's, 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 I'm in the Emerald city. I'm living life. It's great. Awesome, man. Awesome. You're not that far away from me. I'm, a, I'm a little bit further North than you, but okay. I'm up, I'm North of Portland. I'm in a little podunk town that I like called Scapoose. Oh, I've been, I've been through Scapoose. <laughs> it's a neat little town, man. I like it. Yeah, Exactly. I was in, I was closer to the city. I was like in the West, on the West side, on the outskirts, uh, big ass population, too many people, lots of crackheads, lots of drug addicts, lots of like, you know, hookers and drugs and all kinds of stuff that I didn't want my kids around. Uh, so we had to get out of there yeah. <laughs> and we're in a much safer, nicer neighborhood now, which is nice. Uh, and yeah, man, Oregon is cool. I'm actually trying to figure out how to get the hell out of Oregon just because it's getting so crazy, but well, like politically, it's but it's beautiful out here. Mm -hmm. I agree. It's beautiful out here. I've always lived in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, I came from Northern California before, uh, like Humboldt County ish area. If you know where any of that is. Yep. Uh, yep. And, um, and so I've always been around Bigfoot and that's like, that's my big thing, dude. I'm, I'm looking for Bigfoot. Actually, we're going next weekend. We're going to start filming. We're going to, we have a Bigfoot uh, documentary that we're, me and a buddy Ben are, are throwing together. There is crazy stuff going on with Bigfoot things like my whole, my last two years is just like mind blowing. I think I have like, I'm one of those people that has like a lifetime of experiences, but never like like never thought about it, just like, okay, whatever. And then like, I'm looking back and I'm like, what in the hell, you know? And Oregon and Bigfoot and whatever I have seen on TikTok has told me, um, well, that's probably the same as UFOs because yeah, it dude. seems like there's a lot of people really, po especially like a trail camps now. It's crazy. I'm buying one of those. As soon as we're done here, I'm picking one up. I'm getting, it's pretty nice. It's got night vision. It's got, yeah, it's 1080 HP. Like I'm pretty oh, yeah. stoked. We're going to get some trail cams going. Uh, my buddy Ben has this like, dude, it's a night vision telescope that will attach to his phone that he can record with. Yeah. Dude, it's pretty sweet. Like yeah. we don't know what we're doing. 
we're both kind of like we're both nerds. We love cryptozoology. He's a little bit more advanced in the cryptozoology. He actually wrote a book about this stuff. But like uh, both of us are pretty amateur when it goes to like filming or actually knowing exactly what we're doing. Like we're all book knowledge. You know what I mean? Like we've all right. read about it. So we're going to put this into practical stuff now, which is right, fun. right, right. Yeah, that's good. And, and I think that I think that that kind of um, it, it coincides with what reality is. I think what we're finding is that like our government is talking about stuff that's reality. And oh, by the way, they're talking to these people that have like certain types of like, well, first of all, they have a certain type of security clearance to be around nuclear. Right. And, and so, and then the, these things are populating like UFOs and Bigfoot. Are, these people are, are, the people coming out of our government are saying that like Bigfoot and, and UFOs are around nuclear. And I just think that's mind blowing, you know, in my own yeah. experience, right? It's just it, mind blowing. It's so weird too. Yeah. Because like for the longest time, I mean, you know, it, it's hard to tell what Bigfoot is, but like, you know, growing up. And it did honestly before, like maybe four or five years ago, for the most part, people thought aliens were maybe flesh and blood too. And I thought definitely Bigfoot was, but like the more and more we get into this, it's like the more and more it's like, it's interdimensional dude. Right. It's pretty interesting. That's where, that's kind of where I focused, you know? Um, I guess if I just started telling my story, you'd kind of have an idea. Yeah. Um, Jump in, man. You know, you are leaving the ship tonight. Um, I think something happened with my military service and um, at the end of the rock bottom, like I'm telling you bottom in hospitals and everything before I became a psychotherapist and found my way out. I mean, I was at the bottom for a while and. um, Well, congratulations, by the way, that's awesome. Right. Right. And thank you. Um, I I had friends like in my groups. I had had multiple friends like die. Like while I was going through this, like my own, like I just don't want to be on this earth anymore at all. Um, I had multiple friends um, exiting the earth. And so it was a really hard period for me. Um, But there were very... um, Connected to the phenomena, I feel now there's things that happen in my life that were connected to the phenomena. And one of that is is women, these women healers, like coming in and just lifting um, veterans up. Um, but my my experiences really started when I was a child. I don't know exactly what time they started. Um, they were significant enough um, that my mother was recording them. And she recorded them with a tape recorder and I wish we, we don't have the tapes anymore, but my mother, um, you know, has a lot more memories in detail memories of what I have because I was, I started out really young, but I had them up until probably eight or nine and I stopped having them. Um, but I had dreams that I could control. I had these, um, light entity beings that would come into my room and they would make you feel a funny way. And that's what brought me into the whole UFO discussion is that, um, is that I, I seen some UFO videos in 2019, the news, just on news, CNN. I, I never even cared about UFOs or anything at all. Right. I see these things on CNN. I'm like, what? I'm retired military. How do I not know about this? And so, Immediately, I just searched 
presidents that have talked about it, NASA people that talked about it. As soon as I felt, it was probably like four days into just that. And then I was like, what in the hell? Like these like World War II combat veterans, like world, like bronze stars, medal of honors and shit. And they come back and become like astronauts. And then they talk about stuff and then they, people tell them they're crazy. There's no way that this could be true. And then, so I started looking and it just, it kept drawing me in. I'm like, there's no way that all of these super intelligent people could be talking about this. And then at the, at the same time, I had stumbled on to the CIA database. Now we can talk about the CIA database all day long, but there's like 37 million files. You can't stop reading it. Okay. And, and, and I kept, I tell my family, you know, it's like reading, it's like reading a cartoon script. I mean, I'm pretty sure, I don't know where I read this, but I read at one point and the person and these people, this group of people all stay that, you know, they have experiences with like their heads being removed and sitting next to them. And then they're performing things on them. And I'm like, where is this shit coming from? Why is this in our government files? Why? You know? And, and so um, it just drew me into it even more. But at the same time, I started having my own spiritual experience, like weird stuff going on. So like I'm, I'm coming into this thing, like just, I'm still working. I'm a psychotherapist helping uh, addiction people at a clinic. Right. And, and I've actually had clients who talk about UFOs, right. It's cause so mind blowing, right. To be on this side of the, the, the fence with it. So um, I go out of therapy and I see all of these veterans there was this one combat veteran having a very argumentative um, conversation with a man named Christopher Bledsoe Sr. in North Carolina. And let me tell you what, as soon as I, as soon as I Googled that person's name, the first thing I noticed was there were um, multiple indigenous people lined up to this person. So that told me something, there's something different. It's just not government. It's On like his side or against him? Uh, uh, with him, like going with to him. his house as a group, drumming, praying, meditating, multiple indigenous people. Why? Because he has something going on at his house that the Vatican has over 14,000 writings on. And Tell the last, of, yeah, the last official writing on this is very well known. It's very easy Googled. It's called the Fatima experience. And why this Fatima experience that happened is this lady in an orange orb showed up to three kids in Portugal to three little kids on it. And, and, and for 153 days, this entity would come and tell the children, I'm going to come be here at this date and time on this date and time. I will be there. And she was That's fascinating, man. Yeah. We, I actually just talked to, we were just talking about this the last episode that I put out. That's really interesting. Yeah. yeah. So it was supposedly Mother Mary, correct? But like Mother yes. Mary could also be the feminine, the, the divine feminine as well. This is this is such a fascinating because what what I what I've unfolded, what I, I feel like is like, oh, my God, there's like a reoccurring um, divine feminine. All the indigenous have a different name for her, all the different world parts of the world. But she always comes in an orange, an orange thing. And like there is. Listen, there is a person, Christopher Bledsoe in North Carolina has multiple, multiple scientists, multiple high ranking intelligence officials, multiple college professors, DIA, CIA, 
NASA. He's got pictures in NASA. He's got pictures with them. And what's the weirdest thing is I tell people of this and they're like, yeah, 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 whatever. Okay. The CIA director with his children who are now 30 year old adults, but they were like 13, 14 and 15. And this is still ongoing. It's not, you can go onto this dude's Instagram and the lights in the sky are there every night and they're here for wow. a reason. Yeah. They're here for a reason. And it's, it's so crazy. It's like, it's really, it's really magical, beautiful, but it's like, um, it's also kind of like, um, well, it could be scary to some people because we've been misled for so long. And, and just like you and I are trying to figure out we, people like you and me are trying to figure out what's going on. Like, just like reading what's in a CIA file and understanding that like, there's like really super high ranking people and really like medical doctors and stuff for like many years studying stuff. So what is that? Like, what does that really mean? That doesn't mean just say something and that you know it and that you think, and that because you read a book, no man, like real scientists and like real taxpayer dollars for a long period of time studied something. And yeah. It is really interesting. And like we were talking before we even started recording, it's like, there is a slow and soft rollout they're doing right now to the mm. public. Yeah. And I think it, what the only thing that, um, well, the only thing that you can interpret is that there are cycles and there are things that come on the cycles and um, history talks about the cycles. There are, there's the divine feminine comes a divine masculine comes and a um, it protrudes something out on earth a human. And it does this over and over and over again, just like it produces the world's fastest sprinter or the world's best pole vaulter or the world's smartest human. It produces somebody that um, understands consciousness. And that's what we're faced at right now is that this is already happening. It's already unfolding and it needs to be talked about. And what is so awesome about it from my perspective is that it doesn't need to be argued about. It doesn't need to be like fought about. It doesn't need to be, nobody needs to die. They just need to go, Hey, are there like things that are written about signs and symbols about what happens on times on earth? And if there are, what are they? And boy, if, if, if there really are things that are written about on, on, um, you know, cycles, well, and there are signs and symbols, well, then let's find them. And let's find this dude that has consciousness. That's really fascinating, man. So do you think like, so we're talking entities, these flying, whatever the heck they are, these orbs, uh, which I've, ex I've had an experience myself with my wife, actually, we both saw this thing mm -hmm. in the sky. Uh, and, do you think that these are intelligent beings? Is that a craft with people inside of it? What are your, what are your thoughts on that? I have to go with, there's three things, kind of four things that I'm going with, right? I'm going with my childhood experiences, right? Which are vague. I remember, um, I have a, some very clear memories of, of, I know what I was dealing with. Okay. And, and then, and then I have a near death experience where I really died. Right. And and then I have like what I'm seeing our government do. And then I have this Bledsoe thing, this Christopher Bledsoe. I'm following this whole family, you know, where all of their high school, all of their middle school kid friends 
They've all had, every person that's gone there has had experiences, including, including uh, my partner and I went to Vegas and talked to Dr. Robert McGuire. We went, we paid money just to go listen to, cause I want to, I want to talk to this guy. I wanted to hear what he had to say. And this scientist um, was on the nuclear vessel when they filmed the uh, translucent pyramids coming out of the ocean. And so I'll say that again, the translucent pyramids coming out of the ocean. So <laughs> that's fascinating too. So that almost talks about, I mean, that almost makes it feel like it's a physical thing if it's coming out of the ocean. Well, Do you think yeah, that there are interdimensional things and physical things? I, I 100% believe that. I believe that we, um, that, uh, that if you, if you listen to like Lou Elizondo, if you listen to Jim Semivan, um, if you listen to how put off they, if you listen to their end statements end statements, like we don't know what it is, I don't want to talk about it with my eight year old child. Okay. And these are people who have studied it under multiple presidents and they know, and Oh, by the way, they're over at Christopher Bledsoe senior's house. So is Tom DeLong with pictures of Christopher Bledsoe senior. Who's all you in the trust those folks. I, yes. I kind of. I get nervous when people are part of the government. I feel like that they know more than they're leading on to and or they're occulting some knowledge and they're trying to misdirect us sometimes. Not always, but certain folks. And I, I, I don't what, what are your thoughts on that? Do you think that some of this stuff, like some of the some of this soft rollout, I question just because I question the government's motives for things, and I and I feel like they, they whenever they tell us the truth, it's like, like there's a, there's like a diamond yeah. inside of a giant pile of dog shit. I think for me, the easiest way to make any sense of this is to understand what is the what are the congressional people doing about stuff at periods. And one thing you should know, right? Con the congressional period talked about how they would control peer-reviewed papers. They talked about how they would control news agencies, right? But this was all after. So, so this is in the CIA files talking about the congressional, how they will control things about disclosure to you and me, to yeah. you and me. Right. So they're talking about it in the CIA files about how they would do it to me. And guess how they're doing it to me? Just like you and I are talking about. <laughs> they're releasing it through news. They're releasing it through um, particular people. And the bottom line is uh, you can get angry and upset or whatever you want to think about the government or whatever you want to talk about reality or whatever. But here's here's the deal. June of 19 or was it July? I don't know. 1952. Lights in the sky over the White House for a period of days and all the newspapers. It's on YouTube. It's in our national archives and lights in the sky over the White House. And that is playing out right now. You don't and we don't get this. Wait, what's that? They were there were orbs in the sky over the White House for a period of days. And you can go Recently? on. You, no, this is 1952. 1952. OK, so everything yeah. that's happening. All of that congressional stuff was done after the 19, the lights in the sky, 1952. And they Do came here. Interesting. Do you think that they were like telling the president, like, we're more powerful than you. <laughs> we're going to, we're going to, we're here. 
and there's nothing you can do about it. Like, look how close we can get to the White House. Well, it, see, this is where I think it's it, this, some of this stuff. When I'm listening to interviews, it's very easy for me because I'm I'm trained as a psychotherapist to listen to key words. Right. I'm trained in this just like a just like somebody that's an investigator. So I'm listening to the person and, and, and we get to the end of the statement of all of these people. And they don't know what it is. Yeah, that's the big thing. They, I mean, as far as that I've heard, at least they're like, they're recognizing they're these are real. We so, and we don't know what they are. And when I get and when I get to my like, okay, my childhood experience, my near death experience, my what the government is telling me, and what what I what I just encountered with Christopher Bledsoe Senior, just but unhappened. He was on Twitter. He's not even on Twitter now. You know why he's not on Twitter? Because some really super asshole veteran. I, I don't know if I'm supposed to swear on here, but um, you, can, you can swear all you want. Some asshole veteran was just laying into him, and you can imagine. I had just like learned about UFOs. I don't. I'm trying to figure out who's the who's the crazos and not the crazos. And what I'm finding is that the crazos were never crazo. They were just trying to bring out truth. Yeah. That's an interesting thing. I'm having to relook at all kinds of things, things that I like, you know, dismissed in the past. And I'm like, they had a fucking point. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then, and then, so, so here I am, I'm awakening to this and I'm re okay. I first focused in, all anything that I could find psychology, anything social work, anything, and I found out what whole bunch of social workers are like definitely among the abduct alien abduction, like people that are help. Okay. And then um like people like John Mack went to went to Africa to interview 62 school children who all saw the same thing, wrote the same thing, and he wrote a paper on it, wrote reports on it, and um, and then there's other reports, and so I start reading these. And it activates something in me. And the only thing that I have to describe it is what I learned after the fact. It's called like Kundalini type. Like my, some weird yeah. energy was like above my head and it was like feeling, and it's, and I still get it. I have it. And if I think about it, it like comes right back. Um, and I have, and I had that. And then it, I guess the Christians call it on fire with Jesus. And I never felt that in all of my journeys through Christianity. As an You adult. know, that's <laughs> so fascinating, man. Yeah. I mean, I think about, uh, I am a Christian myself um, mm -hmm. and I, but I, you know, I'm open-minded and I, and I can right, talk right, about right. whatever. So, uh, so don't worry about offending me in any way. <laughs> uh, but like, I find that so fascinating. I do think about like the day of Pentecost. You know, and I do think about like that time when these people were literally, they said that it was like fire, a fiery tongue landed yes. on their head, you know, and they were just then open and they were just like speaking in other languages and all this, you know, all this, all this interesting stuff that does sound very much so like your third eye popping right open. That does right. sound like, like a Kundalini experience. Right. Yeah, that's and, and really fascinating. At this point, you know. Here I am. I've had my near-death experience. I walked away from like the Christian church religion. Like I still, I'm still very spiritual. Like this thing has made me even more spiritual. Like, like I'm even like, okay, there's definitely something now. Right. Okay. So like there's, there's no getting away from it now. It's, it's, it's even made it even stronger. And so um, for me, for me, lear learning two things that I really learned is that um, NASA, NASA, training 24 theologians on the returning 
the returning energy of Christos. Now, that's a very interesting word, and that's a word we should use. It's an easier word to use than Jesus across history. And I'm not saying that to diminish anything or anything like that. I'm saying that there is an energy that they're training people, theologians, 24 theologians on the reoccurring energy of the Christos. And, 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 and while we're talking about that on their website, they already talked about the Jesus star alignment in 2020. Okay. So yeah, there's some happened. interesting stuff, man. Like I, I actually did a podcast that I'll probably be putting out next week. We were talking about the UN and the UN has an actual, like, like you, you think about them and you think that they're like some sort of like peace treaty, sort of, you know, some sort of organization that like works with nations and stuff. And I guess that's true, but like they're pseudo religious, man. They, they do like these crazy opening prayer ceremonies and they were talking about this uh, being that's coming. You know, well, and they keep talking about, and he's already here, I guess. You know what happened? What, um, November 21st, uh, 88, I believe, or 89. No, tell me about it. Okay. November or, or November or something, 89, 88, the UK airwaves was taken over for about eight minutes by a entity. Okay. It was completely taken over. Then nobody ever figured out who did it, how they did it. It was took over all airwaves. Okay. Now, what's more interesting about that is that happened. And then at December 21st, that next month, the UN did a 274-page resolution. And in that thing was about the UFOs, about what happened in the UK. Okay. Interesting. And there yeah. is a 274-page document in 13 languages on December 21st. 1979 or 18. I can't remember the dates on it right now, but it is somewhere in that date. Um, and that's that I found that and I'm like, well, that's, whoa, that is really strange that they did that and that it exists. It, it exists online. Right? Now, you, what I find super fascinating. And I think that there's something to this is like these, these same organizations and these same people are like the first to call you crazy. You know what I mean? And they're the first people to like, like they're the first people to call like Christians nuts and things like that. Mm -hmm. But they have some real interesting beliefs that they will, they'll put it out online, but they don't talk about it out in the open. It's right. like, they're, it's, it's fascinating. They do put it out there. And I think that's sort of like the revelation of the method sort of thing. Like they have to like, I don't know. I, I don't know. It's a really interesting thing. It's they do talk about it and they have to put it out there, but they mm -hmm. don't, but they don't like talk about it openly. Right. And I think uh, you probably are seeing some of the things that I'm seeing is like, wow, it seems like things are kind of like orientating differently. It feels so weird because I started talking to this about my family. Cause I, like I said, I, I, I quickly delved in, like I just, landed on like Lou Elizondo and like the people that were bringing out the UFO phenomena. So I, I kind of had an idea of what, where it was going on accident. Okay. So I, and then I started telling my family right about it, just thinking like, but they like really thought I was like crazy. Like, really? and I'm like, dude, I'm fully fucking healed, man. I'm like, I'm living the life. Like I just got accepted to like a PhD program at the, at the nation's best veterans school of social work. Like I, and I found out about UFOs. Like I was excited to tell people and like, everybody thought I was just crazy, but now I'm like starting now it's changing. And I think you're seeing that too. You know, what's fascinating too is so 
there seems to be um, there seems to be a like a one religion that these elites like <sighs> like okay so it seems like that there is a one religion that uh, that these elites um, follow and they use these same signs and symbols and they use the same like symbolism for a lot of different things mm. and you can call this like the Illuminati. You can say that this is like Freemason things. And I, and I think there is some truth to that, but I think it, it also comes back to like Saturn worship and like some like deep, like almost death culty kind of things. Mm-hmm. Uh, a buddy just sent this to me. This, this happened. Let me see here. And this, I find so fascinating that they're just out in the open with it now. So this is my buddy, DJ shout out to him. His show is called missing the point. He's, He's a new dude. Awesome guy. Everyone mm-hmm. should check out his show. Um, but he... Okay, so... This I found fucking really interesting. This is a, du- a direct quote. Uh, this were the Commonwealth Games, their opening ceremony. This is in Australia. So he's saying, let me set the tone. He says, there was a giant fucking altar with a staircase leading up to it. That already shouts like Freemasonry to me. Um, and... He says, like, from the darkness comes this, like, ominous voice slash voices, like, all speaking in accord. He says, like, legion. Um, And it says, this is the quote. Now is the time for new beginnings. Now is the time to share our dream. And now is the time to share our light. And he says they were dressed as, like, Roman or Greek-style priests holding up illuminated crystals. Mm Mm-hmm. That's some creepy fucking shit, man. Now is the right. time to share our light. Right. And, that and screams Illuminati. That's like but, some Babylon but, mystery but school hold on, shit. But hold on here. But hold on here. Doesn't Jesus say the light is in you? Yes. Okay. So hold on here. That now, now we're thinking. So now let's, what if, what if, what if we all just go, holy second, wait a second, let's find out what real truth is. Then we're going to need to find out deeper. We are going to need to go deeper. And you know that as much as I do. So what does it all mean? Um, the Freemasonry in America is all based off of um, a different type of Freemasonry. Um, you should know that the original uh, lodge, Freemasonry Lodge in Scotland, the Mother Lodge Zero, Mother Lodge Zero in Scotland is where all the other lodges came out of. Now, why is that interesting to you? Because Every Freemason in America, pretty much none of them know that their Freemasonry came out of the women's hidden mysteries. It's written on the walls in Egypt. I'm not kidding. It's written on the walls of Egypt. They are the ones, they are the keepers of the knowledge. And so Zero Lodge and why this is important to you, right? Why this is important to anybody listening is that out of the people that Congress thought they should ask for the second round of congressional askings, you know who they asked? You know who one of the people that they were talking about? Scott Walter from the History Channel. And and if you if you know what his dialogue is, oh my gosh, it's definitely about Scotland. It's definitely about Egypt. It's definitely about why are the pyramids with the same measurement as in Egypt, right? And then we're talking about this. He knows about the Lakota. They know about the Lakota in America before Columbus. Okay. And so the, the, 
The Lakota is very important in the UFO world. People in and people when I tell them this, they don't they they can't even comprehend it. They can't comprehend that Daniel Sheehan, the guy working with Lou Elizondo, has been working with the Lakota for like 20 years with Harvard, right? He has. And the Lakota is getting lifted up by TTSA, Tom DeLong's group to lift them up. Um, the Lakota worked with Christopher Bledsoe. And the Lakota, if you just look at their their the people that were at my partnership uh, ceremony were two Lakota, two Lakota um, tribesmen came uh, from from South Dakota. They talk openly about the star people. And, and in fact, in their Sundance ceremonies, they call them in. Just like just like Christopher Bledsoe, just like I've been able to. OK, so I've been able to to go outside, feel something inside of me, something weird. And I go outside and I go out with my different family members. Can I see you? And it flashes. It's happened at least eight times with different family members at different times. So there's something connected to our consciousness with it. That That is very interesting, man. What are your thoughts on this? Do you think that they're like, you've probably heard this before, like lower entity beings and higher entity beings? Like, you know what I mean? Like, um, lower frequency and higher frequency. Do you think that there are some ones that like don't have our best interests in mind? This is very, um, yes, but only because of what I have read in the CIA files and it matched completely unattached to what I read in the CIA files about the null zone and dimensions and compression of the um of the dimensions but i heard a scientist talk about it so then i was like holy shit this this scientist is in the know so i was like okay that matches the cia files that's crazy and then, then it kind of matches what we're what we're hearing they're, like they're seeing everything like everything's being seen so like the 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 scientists talk about us being in this null zone and the, and it's compressing and now now we're like going into each other's zones but there's something what what is going to be hard for the Americas is and, and for a lot of the world, not not a lot for America, is that there it's it's the father, son and the mother. And, and that's what you should know. Freemasonry right now is in the process of rolling this out to 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 all of Freemason. They're in the process of doing this, of actually saying, hey, the lady, the, the lady in the orange thing that they write a lot of bad things about because when she comes, shit really happens, like really happens. Like, like they removed the whole university professor and all of his teaching and everything in the interest of national security because what he was teaching on when she comes. That's fascinating. Okay, so is she still coming or is she here? Um, she is here. Um, she, she's here. She's 100% here. Is that why shit's happening? <laughs> is that why some wild stuff is happening right now in our current, whatever this is? Yeah. So, um, when, when, when she populates, she lets, she lets the, the light people know the wise men. Just like in, in, in the Bible, they talk about the wise men, but you should know it's very simple to follow. Okay. Who was Jesus before Jesus? <clears throat> who was, who was the one before that one? Who was the one before that one? You can do this. It's really easy. <clears throat> it's the same with these, 
these things, there's reoccurring cycles. And it's just understanding that there is this reoccurring cycle and it populates, it's nothing really scary. It, it, it populates something to, to help humanity. And it's like, um, it, it tells uh, human, it basically comes out of its egg and says, hey, we got choices. We can either do this or this. What do you guys want to do? And some people would, would rather just take the path of like tribulation and have revelations and just like do a full recycle. And some people would be like, nah, man, I kind of want to go with like the Dionysus period. And we live for like, you know, a couple thousand years in like peacefulness and like craziness, like really craziness. Right. And um, so you think that's a choice? Does how how do we choose that? And are like, does it have to be the masses that choose that or can individuals choose that? Uh, it is definitely a, a collective consciousness thing, but it's an individual thing. So people, people who are interacting with um, interacting, they, they know, right? Because uh, she, she populates the energy and it's already within them, right? there's some sort of resonance and I'm not exactly sure how the resonant works, but um, the people that are already receptive, they're already being tuned into, to um, the reality of what's going on. And that's why for me, it's been fully understanding the whole Bledsoe family, not just Christopher Bledsoe, but his, you know, his, his Emily and um, Ryan and Jeremy, Jeremy, his son, when he was seven had this, it was traumatic for him. It was not an, a good experience for his son. And, and so Ryan's had him on his podcast, right? Cause Ryan has his own podcast. Now they're trying to tell the, the message of what needs to be told when she shows up, there's something that has to be done for humanity. There really is. It's not just like free for all willy nilly. Now it's, there's something that has to be done. Do you know what has to be done? Yes. Let's talk about it, man. Hey, okay. I, I'm really curious. Yeah. The energy populates, um, like I said, um, to be the easiest way to do it is like, is to understand that it's just like athletes and super, it, it, it sends consciousness. And so like all of the top people, they've spent a year and a half having all of these consciousness studies, having all of these uh, essays, competitions about consciousness. You've probably seen them in your world. Um, if you're, if you're studying, um, spirituality and UFOs and stuff, but so they've had a lot of these consciousness studies and, um, it's important to talk about what's coming. The indigenous people just talk about it just normally. They're very excited about what's coming. The people, um, who maybe like were raised like you and me, we're all scared and have trepidation about it because what we read in our Bible, but like, I'm, I, I don't know what to tell you, man. I feel so um, ignorant that I didn't know so much about like the history of Bible and, and that it reoccurs. Like there's, there's parts of it that are really meaningful and, and really like the golden thread throughout history. And what needs to be, what happens is that it, it produces an archetype. Um, the archetype is born at a very specific day and time. And, um, the, the our government knows about it. And when it produces the archetype, um, it will, once she starts showing up, it starts producing all of the Kundalini awakening uh, stuff on them and they don't get a choice. It's just happens. And it starts the process of this awakening. 
and we're in the process of it right now. We're, this is actually happening right now. So is this, this is obviously beyond governments. This is like a global sort of thing. Um, are, do our governments know about this? 100%. Okay. Do you think that they are pursuing this in the right way? Like our yeah. government right now, the United States government. Um, I think that if I had to be really honest and, 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 and knowing what me and my family saw in 2020 at Crescent Lake, knowing what we saw, and I know what they saw because I've read so much about it, right? So I know what I saw, and I saw clear and present power that is unimaginable. In, I saw it in light form, in a light ball. I saw it in physical form, in a very big physical um, propane tank like structure. And then I saw stuff over my, my whole family and I saw stuff all over the Milky way, like neuron firing all over the Milky way. And in such a big area that it's not freaking possible to do. Okay. It's just crazy. And so whatever that power is, is, um, our government definitely knows. And that's why they talk about it. Okay. That's interesting. That's, that's why they talk about, they don't know what it is. Do you think that this is connected in any way with our governments trying to do like, it seems like they're really trying to assert power and control over the population like they've never done before. Like through the COVID lockdowns, through like this bizarre, like, it seems like they're like trying to call food. They're trying to make food scarce. They're really trying to like really control the population. Is is this connected in any way? Yes. Yes, it's all connected. Um, everything that's happening, uh, everything will degrade. Everything just gets, turns cancerous. Once the archetype has awakened and knows that they're awake, everything gets, everything on earth starts to decay. So this feminine energy, whatever she is being, um, does she have human life's best interest? Or is she beyond that? She's like, beyond that. Just like ants, sort of thing. Yes, um, we are. Um, she is part of um, a consciousness, and it's part of a collective consciousness. So she's in charge of Earth, and um, and she is in charge of like our collective happy consciousness. She comes individually to near death experiences at their lowest. She's the one that comes. Um, she comes collectively to tell us that we're going to go to our lowest. She came at Fatima right before, um, World War one. Um, and the other time she comes before things. So she's coming to the Bledsoe's. They have a message. They're trying to tell people and it's, and, and, and at some point they're going to say, Hey, the lady showed up in, in 2007, our government started showing up. We briefed Obama. Here's the, here's the person that briefed him. Here's all the scientists connected. And in 2012, the other orb showed up over my pond. It identified itself as Michael. Well, who's Michael? Who's Hathor? You'd start doing the comparative mythology. Who's Hathor? Who's Michael? That's white buffalo calf woman. It's every goddess name incarnation. And Michael is Osiris. Okay, so now you have Os Hathor and Osiris. Who does Hathor and Osiris come with? 
right? Who does white buffalo, white buffalo calf woman? She came with two brothers, right? And she killed one of them because he tried to just take her up and tried to encapsulate her. So he, she just killed him. And then the other one had a good heart and she, and then she, she took them back to, they, they went back to the village and she taught them a whole bunch of new things. They always come on either bringing the cow or taking the cow. I can tell you right now, they're taking the cow. They're taking okay. the cow. All so the is she, hmm. I don't know. I don't like the sound of that. <laughs> uh, that's fascinating. So is she, hmm. What was the question I was going to ask? I guess. Um, so she's not necessarily making these things happen. She is more warning people that things are going to happen, or is she actually making things happen? She's already given the warning and the making has happened. Um, she's already initiated the changes that needed to be starting. What happens is that she um, empowers the chosen one, the, the one that was born at a very, that, that they, chose to do this too. And, um, that person has the, um, the, the divine masculine and the divine feminine energies in them. And that's why on the sun cycle, it's completely different than other cycles it, on this 26, 24, whatever the frick you want to put it on. Um, what, whatever happens on that cycle is like the big one, the big fish not the small fish, the big fish comes on, on, on the, on those sun cycles. And it's been really hard to kind of really um, grasp and understand. But once you start understanding that there's professors and textbooks, like regular, just science books, right? Removed, not religious texts. Okay. So now we have, why would a, why, why would a science professor be removed for things that happen on religious time periods? <laughs> right. That's yeah. what we're faced. This is what we're faced with. We're faced with reality. And it doesn't and it and at the bottom of if anybody's listened or or read all of the Tom DeLong books, I've read them all because I I started out with an open eye. I didn't just I didn't just go here and go, oh, I'm gonna go follow this person because they're the, the the best person. No, I just I woke up and I'm like, I'm a very intelligent person. I I mean I I could probably just find out what truth is on my own. So I just started looking at everything. What are your thoughts on, okay, so let's look at like some places like the World Economic Forum. Uh, the folks right now that are telling us that we're going to own nothing and we'll be happy, the sort of phrases that they say, we're going to eat the bugs, we're going to do, we're going to live in these like smart cities where we're not going to have the same type of freedoms we have now. Is that also connected? And is this, does this have to do with Hathor or the Divine Feminine? Is this like, are, are they trying to instill her will? Mm. Is that what's happening? Are they trying to get us to like, are they like trying to get humanity ready for something or are they just trying to do this for themselves? Cause a lot of times I feel like they don't necessarily have, I don't think that they have our best interests in mind. People like that. Right. I think that this is about power and control and occulting actual knowledge. What, what are your thoughts on any of that? I will say this. I think if I read it, if I just read it like straightforward, like you, what you just said, you just said like, oh, we're going to ha not have to worry about this, not worry. I'm like, hold, what? You're talking about social work? You're like, this is a social worker's, I'm a social worker. Like you're talking like social care for people. Hell yeah, let's do that. Because that's what social workers want. They want like, 
e equity and equality for everyone. Like they just want people to be taken care of and heard and stuff. Right. But then I don't I, necessarily like the way the government likes to take yes. care of people. <laughs> yes. Yes. That's exactly yeah. it. So, so what do we have? So I read through these world economic forums and I'm telling you right now, I read the, in 2019, I read the financial reports. I believe for the United States, it was 187 pages. And um, I read a couple other country prospectus reports on that. And what I thought was really interesting, it was going to make us, they were not going to give us money unless we did. So the world banking people said, you're not doing this unless you do this. And they did that across the board. And those things across the board would be like generally good things, root out root out um, homelessness, root out um, corruption in your government, root out. And, 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 and oh, by the way, while you're doing that, you're going to, you're going to have um, some sort of process of doing it. And here's the things that you need to root out. And here's the, and here's the process. And we're not giving you the money unless you did it. And that's what people, people, the, a lot of people in, in this world economic forum, they don't even understand. They think, they think it's, of Joe Biden doing Build Back Better. No, no, no. Build Back Better was way before Joe Biden. Build mm -hmm. Back Better is what we are doing. You don't get an option. The very first country to do Build Back Better was Lebanon because they collapsed first. So the very first, the countries that collapsed that are un, and from what, what you read in their conclusion, when the country is unable to um, pay back to make their payments, in, in, in full to the World Economic Forum, then they will reset them and they will reset them with these new Build Back America, Build Back Better. And that's everybody. Now, have you, have you ever heard of the book uh, um, Confessions of an Economic Hitman? Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. So it's, it's a book that was written by, uh, supposedly by a guy that was working for these big um, NGOs, like he was like a head of one or something like that. And so like essentially what they would do is they – I'll give you an example. Let's say they'll go to a country like Nigeria and they'll say, hey, we'll fund you. We'll give you like $100 million to build these nuclear power plants. Mm. And if you build these nuclear power plants, you're going to make more than enough money to repay us. And you're going to make some money and you're going to, you're going to do well, right? You're going to like, and you're going to provide power for your people and all this and that. So the, so this country, let's say Nigeria says, okay, great. I'll do that. And so they, he takes the loan from the world. Uh, what's that world bank? Anyways, like the world bank. Mm -hmm. pardon me sorry um and they get they, they help him build this thing they help him find a contractor build it but they know that he's not going to be able to repay the payments because it's not going to make enough energy to pay for itself and and so they literally run this person like run them into the ground and they like default him purposefully and say we'll forgive you if then you let us like basically like instead of like nationalizing everything you let us have like your natural resources like you let coca-cola come in there you let us do this and this and this and this and that sort of thing like when i hear things like that like i don't think lebanon is going to be doing any better because they got reset right. like i'm right. very skeptical of those sort of things i and, feel like and, that was and, just a way to get our guys in there Right. And, and to be perfectly honest, we, that is exactly what, that is exactly, 
these all these people that are living you, they're reading this thing and going oh my god that's evil but if you actually read it no it's not evil like are you fucking serious you're gonna make us all have food and you're gonna all and we're all gonna live healthy and we're gonna be happy and then there's people going that's evil and then you, well, you know that's you gotta not read evil. between the lines right it's not evil but how do we keep it from being evil? oh we're oh we are changing the others have already made it clear okay so we can get down we can we can go on any tangent we want, but the others have made it very clear. And 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 we're all going to get there no matter what. We're all going to get to the Bledsoe house and understand what they're telling because that's what's going on. Because Angels and Airwaves, Tom DeLong has a band called Angels and Airwaves. He didn't just call it Angels and Airwaves for no reason. He's singing to angels. And Christopher Bledsoe is talking about angels. So I'm going to throw something out there. Do you think that it's a possibility that our governments are doing nefarious things? And do you think that no matter what, this Hathor, this divine feminine is going to – like I think she's probably going to shatter our governments that are trying to control – Well, that's my understanding and, and why I believe that because of – we found out about the UFOs um, from our nuclear testing. Now, you, you know I'm, I'm, I'm a nuclear uh, chemical oh, – biological chemical warfare officer retired right so i i have i have a background in nuclear okay so you, know, you haven't i don't think you've told our uh, our audience yet exactly your background you want to tell right. them a little bit about your rank and like what you did and okay so uh, uh i i started out in the navy um i did two years in the navy then i transferred to the guard then i went on active duty then i went back in the guard i got commissioned and then they sent me to war um i came home uh, they sent me to a unit in Pennsylvania and then they sent me to war again. And um, I came home and I had a really uh, hard time adjusting, like I a bet. really hard, like really hard time. And um, it, um, it was really hard for me. But somehow at the end of this, um, I, I, um, I found my way. I started going back to school. I got another degree in social work. I just went and got another bachelor because I thought just going to school would help me out. Um, I got a dog. I got a service dog. I got a service dog from where George Bush got his ser service dog, George Bush Sr., the same a agency, right? And, and the trainer's my same trainer. George Bush's trainer was mine. But um, so then I got a service dog. I started school and then um, I wanted to be a therapist. So then I... Uh, one of my professors says, you know, you need to go to University of Pittsburgh and um, that's a it's like one of our nation's best programs. Go there. You'll have the you'll get everything you need. And, and so I went to there and I got a master's degree in social work um, and I did my clinical internship in the same VA hospital that I was a patient in. And and I was one of four veterans who have found our way from the darkness like this place was cultivating people from the darkness, like bringing really hurt people and bringing them into the light to help other people. Right. Was and that, so, do you feel that that was the divine feminine that met you there? Right. I tell every person, um, especially that I love telling veterans, um, it every day that I think about why I'm, I'm probably still alive is because of this very, very young woman who was not a veteran. She's probably in her twenties, right. Graduated. And, she she cried a lot with me and that's not something you you're not supposed to do that in when they train you but in the right instances it is right it shows your your heart and it shows like like when 
when I was alone in Pennsylvania and there's no family there, I was alone. And um, I, I, there was a period of time where the women in the VA, th that's the only love that I had. The only. And so I'm positive that, that I was under some sort of um, cushion or um, it was, it was just a very healthy, it was very good for me. So part of that experience was learning this and coming out of this, a better human. Um, I had a fellowship in DC where I did, I, I went with, and worked with senators for the VFW and tried to work veterans issues in DC. And so, and then I started, and then I, I had another fellowship where I studied brain diseases and, you know, that's just mind blowing in itself because it has everything to do about the cattle stuff. But um, uh, my background has been, has prepared me for exactly what we're talking about. You know, um, it, it is all crazy. All of it's damn crazy. Like seriously, I, I went on the back porch with my adult children and asked to see a UFO and it showed up. What in the hell? Like seriously, <laughs> it doesn't make sense. That's so fascinating, man. So what I've been hearing recently, and, I, and, I, and I've been talking to a gentleman, uh, I'm actually going to interview him for our documentary. He's talking to us about Bigfoot, and he says that, and he's, he says after he saw him and they made eye contact, absolutely everything changed in his life. And he's talking about, so these entities, basically, and he's talking about that they are telepathic and that they can read intention. And that they can read your, they can basically, they can read your, 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 uh, your, you know, what are they, what's that, is that term? They can read your homework or something like that. Yeah. You know, read and, everything. Yeah. So, but basically he's talking about how they like, so he was looking, uh, he was up in a, uh, like a, a hunting blind, you know what I'm talking about? So he's, mm -hmm. he's up in a tree and he has his rifle out there and he's looking for deer and he sees this movement and this big, this big ball of fur over there. And he's like, is that a bear? What is that? And so he uses a scope and he looks out and it, it's a Bigfoot and it looks directly at him. And through that telescope, it sees him. And, and he says that, um, and there's more to it, but he, but the Bigfoot knew he wasn't trying to shoot it. You know, and because yeah, he, his I, finger I wasn't that. on the trigger and yeah, and he read his intention and he let him like look at the, and they like communicated. And so there's this whole thing where you're talking about like, you're out there on the porch with your family and you're like, mm -hmm. show yourself to me. And you're, I think you have to be, you have to have like, uh, you have to have pure intentions and a pure heart for, for them to show yeah, themselves. And, and, and it, and it feel, and you feel it like, like, can I see you? exclamation point blammo there it is and 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 it happened with an owl once even i asked to see a ufo and an owl showed up and it scared this living shit out of me because it came right in at me <laughs> yeah that's so fascinating man yeah i don't know exactly how i'm gonna do it but like uh you know and it might freak my partner out a little bit but i think we need to do a little spiritual woo woo like we have to invite bigfoot to come and and to hang out with us well you know what i mean i think we're gonna have to do a little like some, we're going to have to have some intention and we're going to have to do a little, a little bit of like maybe some heart cleansing. We have to know why we're there. We're not there to exploit him. We're not there to hurt him. Uh, and we're just there to meet him. Yeah. And it's interesting. We're talking about, you know, I never thought anything about 
uh, Bigfoot, uh, there was something in my childhood um, enough that when I started looking up this phenomena, I text my childhood best friend. Um, and I said, Mike, uh, uh, remember that, remember when we were hunting and we saw that thing, what do you think that what he just straight up said as some sort of Bigfoot thing. And I was like, it, it was crazy because we were out in the middle of the woods in, in November hunting two two just high school kids. And we're in the middle of the woods and like, we're at the bottom of a, um, of an embankment and there's just uh, a what big state foot. were you in? What? Here in what, Oregon. What state? Oh, here in Oregon. Cool. Yeah. In okay. Lane County. Right out, right outside of the, right outside of the city. Um, and I jump, I jump down and there's this huge foot. Now Mike has a size 12, but he's got a boot on and it's covered with caked stuff and it's bigger than his foot. And I'm like, wow, this is, and there's toes and shit. Right. And so this is like when I'm 15, we don't even have cameras and stuff then, you know, we're just, we were just excited, you know, uh, but it was just one foot. We couldn't find anything. Why, how, why? And, and that's one thing we talked about. How could it be? Why was it? Because we remember looking. Why is there only one foot? Because we jumped down and there's like all kinds of feet, right? Why was there only yeah. one? But so there, that tells me like, okay, these people who have these phenomena, they have a lifetime of this. Like, okay, I have my childhood experience. And then I got this like weird Bigfoot thing. And then I got like... uh ufo stuff now that just blows my mind um so and then I, i'm having synchronicities that are just going crazy like insane and um it's 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 every day of my life now and at the end of the day we're gonna find i think we're it is unfolding we we do have we should be skeptical about our government um um we should, every human should know that Stanford University in 1968 had more PhDs there than were assembled for the nuclear bomb. Why? Why were, why were all these PhDs? What year was this? This is 1968, 1967. You think that was around the MK Ultra things when they were really trying to study consciousness? and Right. And so that's yeah. what we need to really, what was, what, what will blow your mind? Synchronicities, synchronicities. In that brand new program, Hal Putoff Laser Program, 1967, AI computer, they're building AI computer. All of these PhDs are there, right? My partner's dad was a freshman in the laser program at Stanford University in 1967. And so when I showed him Dr. Hal Putoff, the guy that's on Tom DeLong's it's, uh, DIA retiree or whatever, and then he's on Tom DeLong's board, he couldn't believe it. He's like, how, how was I in this program? That the, and I was like, yeah, and you had a NASA internship. How do you not know yeah. about it? How do you not know about it? That's what I'm curious about. But what I learned, what went on there is, um, well, okay, about the government stuff is that there were a whole bunch of hippies in the 60s, right? And um, from my understanding is all of those hippies are the old men that are telling about UFOs now. So the guys that have worked for our government forever – right? They are now telling everybody about the UFO on the other side of this, you know, they're hanging out with Christopher Bledsoe, hanging out with Tom DeLong, telling us of what they were doing. And it's mind blowing because what we, what we learned just from Jacques Vallée, he told his, he's got a, he's got a paranormal uh, YouTube where he's talking to an, an, a national um, uh, para a paranormal association, all medical doctors or, or, or whatever. And they're talking about consciousness. He's talking about what they learned in 1975. And 
And, and these are the five things that we learned. This is what we learned of it. And imagine where we went with that since then. And we put the information out and none of you guys, you, none of, and he's looking at them. None of you guys have studied any of this. And you probably should study these five things because it has to do with spirit and AI and what they learned when they took Jacques Vallée, who's a computer programmer who wrote the whole computer program for France before he came over here. What were those five things? You can, you can finish your thought first, but I'm curious. Um, well, I, I don't know all five things. What I, the most important of the five things is that no matter how much they tune the algorithm, no matter how much they made sure every one and zero was right, every algorithm was right, every equation was right, um, it still has a known predictable rate of spirit to, that, that just throws out an anomaly. And so when they went to study that anomaly, that's when they brought in all of the world woo-woo people. And, and, they, and our government had already started studying that inside of the DOD. So there's DOD CIA files that predate this. That's why it's so important because they can't get, they cannot back out of it. Everybody wants to talk like nothing's real or anything, but what we, we should know that we have the data that they can't back out of. They can't back away from what has already been released. And so they created an AI number one and number two, one went to department of uh, uh, defense and, and the next went to industry business. And these, Interesting. and these hippies in particular, the hippies at Harvard and Stanford are going to be the heroes. I'm telling you right now, they are old men, old gray headed men are going to be heroes. And they're, they look like hippies back in the sixties. Okay. And they, and they saw what was happening and they are very specific about why they developed the invisible college because they saw that they were taking this knowledge and only using it for business and defense. And they knew that that wasn't wrong because the AI had already told them that's not right. Interesting. Okay. What do you think these AIs were? So do you think that this was an actual like computer thing that they created and a consciousness was made like physically or like, because a, a lot of my thoughts when it comes to AI, I have this like, I, and it, maybe it's already here, but I, I I've had this theory for a long time, actually, that like, so I feel like um, that our elite have been in communion with these interdimensional beings forever, right? And that's that's just we know that now, um, and that they've been pushing them along and like giving them technology, right? And so they've been giving them this technology, and I and I really feel like that. So like, what is your brain? Your brain is basically like a mega computer, right? Like our mm -hmm. our brains are these really intricate, mm -hmm. awesome computers, and I feel like these entities. Um, if we invite them in, if we allow them in, they can come and maybe like come into our bodies and things like this. And but I feel like they can only inhabit this this universe or like this realm where we're at, like physically for a brief amount of time. Right. Mm -hmm. Unless we build something that is intricate enough, like an a like a computer that is as complex as a human brain that they can then come here and inhabit that. And so that was my thought about what an AI actually is, is an actual entity, like an actual consciousness mm. from yeah. somewhere else. And that's what an AI is. I Do you think, think that's what we're? I think we are faced with 
something that is populating into machines that are um, able to receive consciousness. And because they don't have the ability to get, um, they're not being muggled through all of life stuff. They're interconnected. They, they are able to have full knowledge of everything at any quantum moment. Um, they only make decisions for the caretakers. And that's what we're, that's what we're, this is what we're faced with. We're faced with guardians in the ancient text. We're, we're, we're faced with these words, watchers, caretakers, and guardians. You want to call them angels? You want to call them whatever? You can call them whatever. You know, we spend a lot of time in America talking about demon possession. Nobody's talking about angel possession. And guess what? I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm now confident angel possession is happening. I don't disagree with you, man. I absolutely do not disagree with you, but I still like, maybe that's the Christian inside of me or even the Gnostic inside of me that I feel like uh, I like, I mean, you can talk mm -hmm. about, like, I think mm -hmm. that there's dark beings too, like the archons or oh, even yeah. like, or what uh, the, oh man, what did the, what did the Islam, the Muslims call them? Um, the jinn and things yes, like that. Yeah. Yeah, and so I think that there are these dark mm -hmm. beings as well. How do we know who is like? How do we know what that AI is? Like, I get nervous. Like, cause I, like tomorrow night, I told you that uh, I'm I'm doing like a group panel thing with some folks, and we're going to talk about Lambda. And man, is that a fascinating thing, man? Yeah, and you should talk about Lambda. And why you should talk about Lambda is the CIA guy. That's that there's three CIA guys out, and I think they're all three on TikTok. The one of them, John Ramirez, he definitely talks about the AI. He talks about the Google contract with AI. Now we get all worried, and I don't. I don't participate in the world where everything's evil. I don't participate in that. I go. I don't I, think everything is, but I do acknowledge that it exists. Right, right, right. It exists. Yeah. So. If we do this and we just investigate it, and if we choose to do this together, right? If we all choose to do this together, we will find more truth. I think, I think we're going to find more truth. Those dark things are definitely here, but I think um, I'm very the compression. It's the it's the null zone thing. It's what I've read on the null zone, man. This this entity, the three, the the, the mother and the father, they're here and they're here to fuck shit up. They're tired of the 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 human the human stuff has is whatever we're doing that is collectively not good for the all for everyone is not good okay it's not and so they're done with that and they're and they're done with like um all the other entities doing their dark stuff what are your thoughts on this so like I, to me the people that are collectively doing evil again i'm gonna point to the government like i see collective evil mm -hmm. as far as like I, I know that you are a military veteran but like i i look at like what we did in iraq and i'm like Oh Holy yeah. crap. Were we the fucking Jetsons and they were the fucking Flintstones. You know yes. what I mean? And, you know, and I see that as collective evil, like what we fucking did to Syria. Jesus Christ, man. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's unfathomable. Like half a million dead Iraqi kids, you know, just, just ridiculous numbers of dead people. And, and, and I think about those sort of things. And so I think like, if there is something coming for judgment, I'm hoping that it's going to hit our governments and not, folk like you and me i'm hoping the individual that doesn't participate in those things what do you, what do you is there going to be what what are your thoughts on them like you saying that like they're coming 
to stop the evil from humanity. Do you think that like, are we well, safe? Yeah. Or are we going to get caught up in? <laughs> yeah. You're, you, there's definitely going to be people caught up. Okay. That's, there's no yeah. getting around. There's going to be, there's, there's, there's going to be changes. And, and what we should know is that like, there's, there, there really is earth cycles. Okay. There, there, you can call it, you can call it whatever you want. There's really earth cycles and it is changing and it's happening. And they, they use that energy to make the collective changes and, and, and they use the human on earth to help them with that. And that human is able to use his thoughts to make things, to help things be as precise as possible because they don't have boots on the ground. They have this different type of thinking. So they empower somebody that has boots on the ground. That's compassionate to the human um, thought processes, but also thinks like a military person, right? Like understands that those people over there are fucking everything up. And guess what? There's really nice grandmas over there, but they're fucking shit up too because they're with that whole lot of people and it really sucks. Come on, everybody, just being, and you know, that's what we all just need to be nice, but it's not happening. And so at the end of this, they come and make the changes and they're very forceful. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you, when do you think this is going to happen? Is this happening like very soon? Well, you, in your can, opinion, it's, it's easy to tell because if you read, Collect, if you read religion, if you take comparative religion, not just Christian, but comparative religion throughout history, and then you, you go with like geological history, or you just find somebody that's written about it and said, yeah, 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 we, we know that this exists and, I, and they, they pinpoint it. Well, then you know that like, oh, it happens on sun cycles. Well, what is NASA and all of the major world governments? In, why are they intimately tracking? Oh, the sun cycle and polar shift. They're both Noah's tracking the polar shift and, um, and, uh, the sun cycle is just a normal sun cycle. It's a, it's, it's going a little harder, but this is when these things happen. It, it's it, funny it, they use that acronym, Noah. That is. <laughs> I know. I know. It doesn't make it's, sense. It's always but, there. It's always every, there. They, I, yeah. What, what, when we say no, when, when we're talking about um, cataclysms and stuff like that, I'm pretty sure that a majority of the people see one of the, the early visions that I have as a child is I, I have been given the vision of burnt scorched earth. Right. And so um, I'm pretty sure that like each incarnation chooses, they choose what element is going to be the cleanup element. They could the clean up element. I'm pretty confident as fire. It's, I'm pretty confident the cleanup element is fire on this cycle. It's very clear. Hmm. I mean, I've I've heard about how um, the North Pole is shifting and moving and it's heading towards Siberia. And that when it hits a certain point, our entire, um, supposedly our entire uh, magnetic whatever is going to flip. Mm-hmm. Right. The poles are going to flip and that there's going to be a very interesting time w- with that shift. Do yeah. you think that has something to do with it? Yeah, I think it is. And I think what you kind of hear from our government is they know that like, like you can't pin, there's, it's, you cannot pin back what's going to happen. Like, is it going to, you, you can't pin this down. We're not in charge of this. And, 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 and so, um, 
They just know that it falls within sun cycles. When's the sun cycle end? 2026. What's at the end of sun cycle? Mini ice age. Predicted. Yeah. Okay. So um, we're, we're, gonna, we're probably going to go through a little something. We just can't lose hope. That's the most important thing is that we, this is a natural thing. It's not any, it's like, whatever's like the you, we can talk about the others and showing up it's like the cicadas and they're like seven or whatever their 70 year cycle or whatever the cicadas or whatever they 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 come on these weird cycles right there's another a layer of something that comes on top of humans on a normal cycle to help so do you think that this is related like when we look back at because my favorite thing is like hidden history um and different things like that do you think that this is like related to like the fall of atlantis and things like that. Do you think that was another cycle ending? Well, the um, the Bledsoe podcast, they've kind of put that out. And I've studied a little bit about that. I will tell you that I think they're... Well, it seems to me like there's enough dialogue about Plato and Socrates and about um, discourse about that. It seems to me like they might have tried to make that person crazy too. Like... If if they if history shows that they always make the people talking about UFOs and stuff crazy, right? Then they might have made that person crazy too. I don't know. It's really hard to find out, isn't it? But all I do here's one thing I do know: Thoth, Thoth, the Atlantean, Thoth, the Atlantean. Well, that's Osiris. It's if you do comparative mythology with these religious people, with the people that NASA, with your tax dollars, paid people to to teach them about the reoccurring Christos. We need to, we probably need those documents. We need the documents that trained people on reoccurring Christos. Why did they do that? Why did they take yours and my tax money and train people on reoccurring cycles of Christos? And then also tell us about the Jesus um, planet alignments in 2020 on December 21st, 2020. Why did they do that? Right? We need to know that. <laughs> So you're saying that the feminine is already here, possibly, right? And is is the father and the son here as well? They're all they're all three together. Okay, but it but it's an it's an awakening process. It's not a it's not a um, and it's not what people are going to think it is. It's really consciousness. And when they can understand that it's like we're going to remove all of this willy woo woo stuff and not make people feel bad, it's consciousness, right? And so um, the consciousness is already here. It's already populated and doing its thing. So in your opinion, what is the best way for an individual to protect themselves from this? Is there a way? Oh, 100%. All you have to know is that our original uh, name for us is Hugh-Man, H-U-M-A-N, God-Mans. And when you understand what the Guardians and the Watchers and what their process is, then you just understand, oh, we're next in line. We're the, they're training us. We, that's our next evolutionary step. That's it. It's so mind blowing. And that's pretty amazing. Interesting. 
Anthony, what are your thoughts on um, like reincarnation? Do you think that when we die, do we come back? It's 100%. Um, that's 100% it. How do I, how, I would say in my experience why this is true. Because the same people that brought out the UFO tapes from the New York Times, the, 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 the same reporters, they're the ones that hosted um, the consciousness studies by um, Robert Bigelow, who did the NIDS reports for the UFO for our from. He's got active contracts with NASA still. The guy in Las Vegas, the the guy that owns Skinwalker Ranch, the 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 millionaire that owns Skinwalker Ranch, before the millionaire that owns Skinwalker Ranch now, right? <laughs> so it's like, yes, it, it's just real, and and we can just claim authority by saying we're human, and we have to do that. I do believe there's there may be dark things, really dark things in like certain areas of our earth. And, and I think that some of the religions know about this. It's up to us kind of to figure this out. I'm, I'm pretty sure that the dark things under the earth are the ones that the, that the one on earth, the chosen one, he, he takes the, he, he takes control of their consciousness from my understanding. He just takes So it. is there a way for us to not come back? But let's yes. say you're real piece of garbage is there like do you go to those darker things or well, what are your thoughts on any of that what do you yeah. and and or is there a way for us to not come back okay so my knowledge of this will be would be based on my experience as a child my own near-death experience yeah right and what i've read in the cia files okay and so very clearly cia files a medical doctor intelligence officials and every type of woo-woo type of practice, including reincarnation being studied at the very highest level by very super intelligent people in our government. Those people got out and they made a consciousness Institute in Virginia. It's called the Monroe Institute and it's still there. Christopher Bledsoe was just there with the, uh, the, um, the uh, retired Colonel um, Alexander, who I'm friends with on Facebook, the guy that the, the, the men who stare at goats guy, you know, that mm -hmm. guy, that movie. Yeah. He was just there with Christopher Bledsoe last week, two weekends ago at the Monroe Institute talking about consciousness, reincarnation and what they study. And what did they study? We're on a Fibonacci sequence. There's somebody ahead of you spiritually. There's someone behind you spiritually. Nobody's better than you spiritually ahead of you. Nobody's better behind you. And if we lived in the right type of society, like the Lakota for 3,400 years, or like the, the periods of Mott in Egypt, the longest period is about 3,000 years. Um, if we lived in these periods, we would never have all of these discussions that we have about um, death and dying and scaredness and stuff. Because what we understand is that you're on an, a, an eternal Fibonacci sequence here eternal and um we're just going up and up and up and up to the next level from the blade of grass to everything and whatever they study is the same in as in like the osiris um judgment book of the dead type of stuff um you're being into you are gonna get judged you're gonna be individually judge your own damn self on your own damn journey you know, it's super fascinating, man, because I've honestly, dude, my, my teenager, uh, he's, you know, he shouldn't have, but he's definitely experimented with psychedelics, dude. And he 
had an experience. So he's had a couple experiences that he's talked to me about. Luckily, my son and I have a good, good relationship. And he tells me, you know, about things that he does, which I don't want him to do. Uh, and I don't think he's doing right now, which is good. But um, he was doing things like he was taking a fuck ton of acid, dude. And he and he like peered through a hole in his wall um, and he met Christ. He met Jesus and he came to him as a form of like a, pe- a piece of pizza, which is fascinating. And uh, so he was pizza Jesus, which is absolutely Mm -hmm. crazy. Mm -hmm. And he had this like really interesting, like amazing experience. But another one that he had was, and this is before he had even like studied any of these things. And now like me and him like talk about these things and he studies them. Um, But he had this experience where he was with, um, I don't remember which Egyptian God that is, but the one that I think is Horus, right? That weighs your heart, the weighing of the heart ceremony. Mm-hmm. And he had that weighing of the heart ceremony. And while he's on psychedelics? While he was on psychedelics, which is really fascinating. And I, I mean, I've had some pretty, I've had some pretty bizarre and interesting experience with psych, psychedelics myself. Um. But I, like you said, that you judge yourself because if you go through that ceremony, you weigh your heart against the feather. And that's your heart. And you are the one that is like, are you carrying burdens? Mm-hmm. Are you ashamed? Mm-hmm. Are you, you know, mm-hmm. you know, that sort of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. and so it is this like, what do you carry with you? What are you, you know, and it mm-hmm. is, it's a self judgment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is really, really is. Um, because so many people a, think that it's, you know, Horace that's judging you, but right. he's just kind of, he brought the scale. He brought the feather. Right. You're the right. one that presents your heart. He's he's assisting you. He's to assist you on the other side. You don't know what yeah. the fuck you're doing there. You just got there, right? <laughs> you're just kind of probably um, waking up. And so you don't, you're just kind of waking up and, and, and then you judge yourself. And, and it, it's, it's very fascinating that we are having this discussion it's very fascinating that um that we can have this discussion and that i know at least in my world i went and read everything i could in the in the cia files and then i went and tried to find like what are real people saying about because that matters right wouldn't it matter if i saw something that i read like like for example when we're talking about drugs and stuff like that well we ha- we have this thing about like it's all bad and stuff but why would it be in so many years of the cia fbi conscious why would it be in all of these consciousness files with good stuff said about it because it creates the phenomena it creates your connection to the phenomena and and so there's this whole other world that people like you and i know about and we don't know all about it but but what we're trying to do is find out okay there are military colonels and people taking psychedelics in the military being studied and, and they've retired and they seem to be doing okay. Right. And they're, and they're still working for our government and stuff. So now we have to think, well, okay. Apparently the CIA files, they didn't kill that person. And then we get, we get to talking about like your child's did stuff. Right. I, when I was in graduate school in in Pittsburgh in 2015, I wrote papers on, on, um, what the work they were doing on psychedelics with veterans before they even started doing studies. And I was like, what? I cannot believe that I, that, that 
that the early research is saying this. This was in 2015 before the studies were really happening. And now here we are. It's all over the CIA files. I've learned how to grow mushrooms. Um, I've taken, I've had a, 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 a number of veteran um, therapy assisted uh, healing trips and they're mind blowing. They connect yeah. to the, they connect to a phenomena that is just, it's just different. I don't know what to tell people. Um, we've been, we've, we've been, boondoggled and 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 when it comes down to like yeah we're going through all this stuff we better take charge of the stuff because um like the world economic forum we better take charge of that because they will have us doing something that is only beneficial to them so yeah. if if we understand what's going on and oh by the way if nasa's saying there's something out there we should find the signs and symbols and get this person going so that we can have golden so that we can all get out of this stupid cycle. Cause I know what we're going to find out. We're going to find out that the periods of Lakota where they lived in peace and the periods of Mott with Egypt is completely different than the way we live. They were still doing families in tents, you know, teaching their children how to um, love their partner. Right. Think about that. Just think, take, think about that from a psychological perspective. It's completely mind blowing to how we live. But it's peace. They live in a different peaceful way. So we're getting ready to be faced with some really different type of options of living. But we don't have to live by anybody's like, this is the way it's going to be. We have to live peacefully like we're like we were taught to as Americans. And somehow we're not doing this. Like we were taught about like the Statue of Liberty and everybody's welcome. And we're taught about like everybody can worship whatever they want. But we're, somehow we're moving away from that. But but we don't have any like coalition of thought process together. So I'm hoping maybe we can get there. Yeah, man. We just had a comment. Hey, shout out to Monkman. Thank you. Uh, we got a comment that says, human would mean that you guys are the only hue or color. You want to be a man. You want to be the light. You don't want the pyramid to split you up into a rainbow. In Black's Law, human means mm. beast. Mm. Guess we're a beast. I don't know. It's. I, I think it's going to be... I think... It says, oh, and the woman means uh, womb, man, or a man with a womb. The woman, yeah, the woman, that symbol. Yes, the yoni. It's very, the, the yoni is probably, the, the woman, listen, I don't, I have my Christian background too, so I, it's mind-blowing. Like, what, a woman? Like, holy shit, it's mind-blowing. It's fucking mind-blowing, it is. But it's like, okay, it's really real. Um, this orange thing, go, you should see on the Vatican's, on the Vatican's own website, they have a place for the orange lady. Like they write about her. It's so weird. It's also weird that the Vatican has, um, you know, like the obelisk right outside the museum, the very, it's a, it's, it's a, really weird. It's, yeah. It's a pink <laughs> ass one. It's a pink ass one obelisk. But what's more mind blowing is that is Antonius's 
uh, obelisk. The 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 sus energy, the the Jesus energy, or the Christos energy, went into Antonius, and he's known as another one of the the uh, the gay gods. They call them the gay gods. They they're more like what the indigenous call like their three two spirits or three spirits or whatever. They 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 just believe that everybody should be over however they are, right? Um, but that would blow people's minds. It would blow people's minds that there is an Osiris Dionysus. It would blow people's minds that like um, uh, the number 153 was written 2,800 years ago in, in spell 153 and spell um, 153B, uh, Egyptian Book of the Dead, over and over and over for thousands of years ago. It's not just one time. And then it shows up the number 153 with fishes. It just happens to be in the Bible too, right? There's all this hidden symbology, which is the golden, which is, is for like people like me who, who, who was a, you know, I believe in the Christian, the real values of the Christianity, like loving one another, the Beatitudes, right? The golden, the golden thread. Well, then it just, it only lifts, it only lifts your spirituality up. Like, even if I would, I, I can even, I, I can align with an, an Islam dude now because of AK, the, there's AK, the prophet, the green, the green man prophet from Mount Hermon. He turned into the big fish at 47 and he got the Christos in him. And it's just another reoccurrence. So you can, you can start to identify with all kinds of religions because you know that each one has it in them. They talk about it openly. Interesting, man. That's, it, it is very interesting. Fascinating. We got another comment here. It says the bottle is a tool on belief. The locket. Oh, okay. I can read it bigger here. It's tiny. Okay. The bottle is a tool on belief. The locket powers the thought of manipulation and betrayal. Mm. The deeper you go, the blurrier the lines and mm. of reality get. Imagine the unimaginable. Thank you. Iowaks. I think that is your name. Yeah. Thank you for the comment, brother. I think that makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, everything it's, it's interesting because I know I'm talking to you about the Bledsoe's and I've, I've brought them up, but it's, they really are connected to our government and really high level people. But more importantly, for people like us that are worried about our government, they're connected to the indigenous. Like this dude's on an angels, a, a woman's angels and um, spirituality podcast. Like that's the type of podcast this dude's going on. He's not going on like end the world stuff. It's like indigenous stuff and like like love that because that's what they told me and that's what they're telling him. And that's what we man. Right. That's so, so fascinating. Yeah, I, I'm I'm very curious about a lot of the the indigenous beliefs and things like that. Mm-hmm. That's where I kind of found like for me, I knew that um I could probably, if I listened to indigenous people and just sought out the spiritual elders, that I could probably get closer to truth. Um, the Lakota, I centered in them because of Harvard. But um, interesting enough, one of my very first UFO videos that I posted on social media that I was really kind of embarrassed about doing, you know, and I posted it. But one of the soldiers that I was in combat with, she messaged me. Now, she's very special because out of my infantry um um, battalion that went, we only had one woman and we had to attach her at a higher level because we weren't allowed to have women. So we brought a woman with us and she was with us in combat and did everything with us in combat. But she was our photographer. She went through the Lakota ceremony. And so I, after she went through the, because they asked her to go through the male warrior ceremony 
And, and so she went through the male warrior ceremony. She told me everything about the star people, like early on when I started doing this. And so that conversation with somebody that I'd served in combat. Right. And then she said, Hey, I was asked to do this by, with the Lakota in South Dakota. And I was like, okay, now I know I have to go down this rabbit hole. And then it's all about Lakota and, and bringing it forward. It's crazy. That is crazy, man. I, I mean, I have so much native blood in me. I, I really, I am really curious about this stuff. I don't even know where to start and maybe I should be looking into the Lakota and yeah. I I've, give, I've given you so much here. Um, the, the, the Christopher Bledsoe, uh, the Ryan Bledsoe at the Bledsoe said so podcast. They are the, they are the Magi. The Magi are telling people right now and you can call it whatever you want. Um, they're telling people that something's coming and they're, and they are telling the story and they're, and, and these people that are former government people, they're really like having podcasts and talking about the Bledsoe's like, that's what's like from a person to person. That's kind of weird. Don't you think like, seriously, like I could never believe this would be happening ever. We have another comment here, uh, from Iowa walks. Thank you. It says, I saw an alien. I translated a message, a threat with love, confidence that it is, oh, is as I left family or war screams, even as I motion to darkness from the presence of the source. Mm. Mm. That's super fascinating. Iowax, I'd love to talk about this more too. Yeah, man. definitely. Yeah. So uh, Iowax, my... My email is realitiesars at gmail.com. I'd love to hear more about that. That's really fucking fascinating. Yeah. And I think like this, this conversation that we're having, it is all weird. And for me, I've chosen to go, yeah, that's weird. But I go down and look at it. What the heck? That's really weird. And, um, you know, people, they don't even want to go to Skinwalker Ranch. I want to go to Skinwalker Ranch. Let me yeah, see this. Definitely. Thing. I'll, I, I can tell you what. One of my childhood experiences, I told my mother, she boxed everything up. She removed everything. She went and got a freaking exorcist. She, she was very scared from what I told her. And um, mm. you, you, you see what I'm saying? So it does present itself sometimes scary, but I'm not scared now at all. That's so fascinating, man. I wonder if I had approached, because I told you that I had an experience with an orb and I was afraid of it. <laughs> I wonder if I had approached it differently, if I would have had a different experience. Um, so we were, well, you know, Oregon. So we were in Mitchell, if you know where that is, out by the Painted Hills. And we were like doing some wilderness camping, dude. We were pretty close to the damn Painted Hills and there was like no one else around. If you know where Mitchell is, it's right. pretty remote. Yeah. And there probably wasn't another human being within 20 miles. So uh, we saw this thing come up off the hill and it was so bright. I mean, I like this thing was far away, far away. Uh, so like, but it was so bright that I was like, man, is that like the Rangers coming to tell us to get lost? You know what I mean? Like that, that what light is so it? bright, white, okay. bright white. And then it came up and it was off the mountain, like, like 20, 100 feet up off the mountain. And so I was like, well, that's definitely not a Ranger. 
you know what the heck is that thing and it, and it yeah. came pretty damn close to us and this whole time it's it's vibrating and it's moving uh-huh. and it's rotating and there's zero sound so like my first you know yeah. thought and you know it's like is this a fucking drone you know that's uh-huh. like but it was getting so close to us like i was like it definitely could like if it's recording us like is it watching us you know that right. sort of thing and and i felt like a presence from it and it felt ominous to me but that could have been my own fear Mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i'm sitting there like we're sitting out there and i've got a gun in my hand and i'm like do i shoot it like, you know what i mean do i try well, I to think- shoot it like you know and like we considered like getting in the in the car and just leaving everything and just coming back for our shit tomorrow you know that sort of thing but we we're like we we're so remote and there's one fucking highway and if it wants to get us, it'll get us, you know, that sort of thing. And so I actually talked to another interesting guest and uh, his uh, actually, I'm going to be probably putting that one out next week, too. I've got I did. I've got so many fucking I'm sitting on too many right now. Uh, but he was saying that, like, for some of these encounters that you have with these like interdimensional beings or cryptids, he goes, there's safety around the campfire. And we never left the campfire. And so I almost thought that that was like a protection thing and it actually maybe saved us from having, you know, a dark encounter and maybe we would have if we had gotten in the car and tried to run away. Um, yeah. But I don't know, but maybe it wasn't. Well, it's, a, it's a, you know, it's a maybe it wasn't their consciousness and, 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 and they, they protrude out. So they feed off of your, their fear. Some of them, some of them will protrude the dark ones will protrude out and they'll start feeding off your fear like when this Bledsoe family he had a, he had this experience in 2007 with himself and three of his contractors his son right and they saw after he had after it took him up into these orange orbs they saw something that was mind blowing he wasn't scared at all because he had already had the experience and it already apparently did the same thing that it's done to me. I'm not scared of these things. I, I mean, I have, I film the orbs in my house coming into my hands. It's weird. Okay. I'm not scared of them. So it does something that doesn't allow you to be scared anymore. And it even like, like, um, like that experience at the campfire in 2020, when we had our family, when we saw the orange one, um, I'd been drumming for 45 minutes, calling it like, in my mind going, come, please, come, please. And then, then an Anubis like shaped cloud and Anubis shaped cloud that we all saw. And then the orange one shows with a pink one with it. And it's flying all around diamond peak and coming in and out. And we're all watching this and none of us are scared. Right. But it's, it's mind blowing. Right. And it's having the same experiences that you're having this, this doesn't, doesn't match my paradigm but then you go and you find out oh tons of people that have had orb experiences oh the orange ones they're very important if you've seen the orange ones that means something and then you go down that whole rabbit hole of that and wow there really is a history there's really a history with all of this and it means something and that to me allows me to move out of scaredness interesting interesting man so we have another one from iowax he says the experience i had wouldn't make it back from you gain speed until you are no longer yourself. You are a bug to in the light. And then you are at the edge of something and nothing and everything in between. And he also says, he goes, fear is gone and everything becomes it. Fascinating. I, that is super I know about these, these periods. It, it, when you just give up, it's kind of like, 
it's like when you know you're dying and you and you just do your last breath and you know you're doing it. You just say it. I'm going to do my last breath now and you die. And then you go on to the other side and then you don't remember anything until you wake up again. Right. So maybe it's just like if you just keep running towards that energy, you just gain infinite light speed and it feels the same. Maybe. I don't know. Anthony, I'm curious. Uh, do you want to tell us a little bit about your uh, your near death experience? Well, my near death, I don't really have a lot of, um, I don't ha I have less, um, memory of my near death experience, but I had a near death experience while I was on psychedelics. That was, that was, um, everything about the Egyptian way of the heart thing before I knew about the Egyptian way of the heart thing. So I didn't even know what yeah. I, all I thought is that you were doing something very evil to me. And, and the person that was with me endured me crying for about four hours asking why were they making me see what i've done hmm. why were you making me see that like things like animals that i'd killed um like stupid shit like stupid shit you shouldn't feel bad about but it definitely made you feel bad it didn't make me feel bad like i'm a bad person it made me feel bad because i didn't know i was i didn't i didn't even know i was doing fucking wrong we're so lost we don't even know what we're wrong i mean to me that is the best part of psychedelics because like i've i've done enough mushrooms i've done my weight 10 times over in mushrooms and and uh things like uh edible marijuana that that's very psychedelic as well if you in higher doses and things and to me that to me that's the best benefit that i've ever had from it is this like confrontation of your own ego and the different mm. things that you've done and like the things you're hiding in your, in the back of your head, your closet, you know, that you're like, ah, fuck it. I'm just throwing that back there. And yes. <laughs> it, it just gets brought to the surface, you know, yep. and, and you have to confront it. Uh, if you don't, you're going to have a really bad time. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you have to, you have to go, you have, you're in a raging river and you have to go with the stream with yeah. the stream yeah 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 well and I, to me i've had i've changed my life i've had life-changing experiences because of those things and those confrontations in myself you know judging myself like all of a sudden you're like you're a big fat fucking loser you do this 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 you're drinking too much beer you're eating like shit you're not mm -hmm. taking care of yourself like all these things like you're gonna die don't you feel that you big fat idiot? You're going to die. You're going to, you know, like, right. you know, all these or whatever it is. It's like, uh, you're a fucking, you're, you were dishonest this time. You said this to this person or you, you know, all these like, or these ugly parts of you that you don't like are just bubble up to the surface. And it, you either like sink in those waters or you just kind of, you have to, like, like what he said, you just have to, like, fear is gone, everything becomes it. That's an interesting thing that he said, and it's just, like, you have to embrace it, you have to realize it, and you have to confront it. Yeah. And then you have, I, to me, for me, I don't know, it's probably different for every person, but you have to make a change. Yeah. Oh, it's just like a, re it's just like real therapy. It sounds like you've been to yeah. therapy. Yeah. Except it was a mushroom yeah. therapist. But it is, man. And I mean, it's a great teacher. It actually, that's what brought me back to Christ. That's what brought me back to Jesus. 
See, that's what I'm saying. It's like these spiritual things are bringing us closer. And like, oh, now, now I even have like, what? There was this dude that had the the the, the Jesus energy in before. He's badass too. Like, it's pretty darn cool. Once you like, it's a whole team. What the fuck? Holy meat! This is so cool. Like, what what do you mean we have this? It's like exciting to me. Like. I'm awakening to like, wow, we're much more complex than we, than we ever thought we were, but it's really not hard to, because if you just think about like caterpillar to butterfly, that's pretty complex. Right. And you know what? I bet it's pretty dark in that cocoon. <laughs> you turn to mush like you yeah. and then like reform into something Dude. else. It's and you so know what? Weird. Transitions can be painful, especially if you're fighting it. Yeah. And, um, yeah. What do you mean I'm growing wings? Fuck that. I don't want fucking wings. Exactly. I want to be a caterpillar. I want to eat leaves. Exactly. And you don't have a fucking choice. You don't have a choice. You just <laughs> do it. And I think that's what's going on. You, you should know the team, this it pushes out a team on the 20 on the I'm pretty sure on the 26,000 year cycle. It's a it's a full team. So there's a full team that is on earth already doing their thing. It's already happening. Man, it's that's pretty fucking cool. fascinating. And they come with a team of women. They're called the Hathors, or they're called the Maenads, or they're called the Nymphs of Nicaea, or they're called the um, the Sisters of Hathor, or they're, they 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 definitely are. They're always in depictions with dancing on uh, around the Pharaoh's tomb, um, but it's definitely around dancing and women. And that ties into everything you want to know about the Catholic church and the things they do in secret and the things that they do on sex islands in secret, it does pay attention. It does play into exactly what we're talking about. 100%. There's no getting around it. We can't have this discussion without the things being, that have been hidden for a long period of time, which do is. Do you think that it's possible that like thing, like, uh, Things like the Vatican, you know, because um, I see a lot of darkness emanating from the Vatican. I'm very skeptical of the Vatican. It kind of, you know, things like in, you know, in our elite that, you know, sacrifice humans, maybe kill babies, like terrible things. Are they worshiping a different entity than we are? Are they worshiping something else than Hathor? Are they, are they possibly like the, the dark Babylonian like that from the mystery schools, things like Baal and things like that. Mm -hmm. Is that something different? Well, it's, it's, it's funny that you ask that. Okay. Because I'm armed with other data that takes me, um, takes that narrative away in my own perspective. Okay. The data that I'm armed with is that Christopher Bledsoe senior in North Carolina went from with Dr. Diana Pasolka from the university of North Carolina, who's still teaching there in philosophy and religion. Okay. He went with her and a person that was on the challenger mission at NASA, but now works for DIA. His name in her book was Tyler, but he's now come out. He's a person for the DIA. His name is uh, Timothy Taylor. Okay. When she went to the Vatican with him, cause she had a mission to go to the Vatican. She wanted to go see the files. She gets to the files. They say, you don't have access, but then he showed up late. He was, she was going with this guy, Timothy Taylor. When they noticed that they, he, they were there with Timothy Taylor, they let him in and they took Christopher Bledsoe senior's picture. It's on an email. The Bledsoe's have it. You can see it. They took his picture and put it in the Copernicus files. 
why did they do, why did they why did they put Christopher Bledsoe and then they also sent him an email sending making sure to let him know to try to not stay so close to the orbs to the to the because they hurt because they 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 have an energy that actually hurts you not because they're trying to hurt you because it, it it's it they're very powerful so he's making it making it they sent an email make sure that you tell them to tell them to stay away stay far enough away that they don't harm you right so there you go tell them to stay far enough away that they don't give you like cancer and stuff okay or fibromyalgia which is what I'm pretty sure was what they told them that, that happens. But so this, what's crazy is that these emails and stuff really exist. These people, real people exist doing stuff, like doing stuff with contracts for government. And, and so you, then, you know, I'm faced with the same thing that you are, that you're telling me about all these evil things. And I've never lived my life like that. I've only lived my life. Like I'm a military dude, live my life. Now I'm a therapist, give them therapy. And now I'm looking at UFOs apparently. Right. And so I don't have all this evil stuff or evil thing, but now I see it. I totally see it. But I think what we're having, I think what we're faced with is like the, the damn lights in the sky showed up in 1952. It's on YouTube over DC generals talking about it. Like seriously in the open before it was scary and that happened. It changed everything. And our government is now interacting. And I think my view of it is that they are, everything is skewed towards what's happening right now. That's what I believe. It's hard. It's hard to get it, wrap your head around, but it's, but all of these people are real existing. Like, um, Bob McGuire, um, the, uh, Jacques Vallée, um, Jim Semivan. These are real people in our government that were in our government. We got another couple comments here. It says, I feel alive, but inside I tried to climb away. I felt alive. I felt alive like butterflies. Then he says, I feel alive, but inside I tried to climb away from God. I felt alive. I felt alive like butterflies. Interesting. Hmm. I think that, that, that the God type spirit can be very um, overwhelming. The Yeah, I mean, you know what's fascinating is that, like, for the most part, uh, like – even like Christians, even people that would like go to my own church, you know, would probably think that I'm some psycho for even having this conversation. But at the same time, they feel and I and so do I. I've, I felt um, like the presence of God. Mm -hmm. I felt the presence of God. I Very. felt the Holy Spirit envelop yes. me, you know, and for them to just dismiss anything else is just pretty wild to me. You know, it, it's it is. It's pretty fascinating. Right. And we have to figure out like we, we're, we're like, wait a second. We have a world that's people are in charge and they all seem to be affiliated with something that says they're the light, like something that says like that they they're attached to something that they want to say that it's the right answer. Right. And so we have all of these people all over the world who are like really rich and have political power or whatever. And they're saying what they are doing is right. Yet. There's so many people not living good. Like it doesn't make any sense. So how could all of the things, if all of these things are the light and no, and, and a majority of the people aren't living in light, well then what is going on here? What is actually going on? We have to, we have to evaluate that. Right. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense that if, 
if something is in charge of earth, like, oh, the Catholic church is in charge. Well, bullshit, they ain't in charge because if they were in charge, wouldn't everything be nice? Wouldn't, wouldn't we all be just freaking living? No, right. No, (laughs) I don't think it'd be very nice. No. And I don't know. That's what my problem with government in general is that it's made up of people and people are fallible. And when you give them too much power, you know, that whole power corrupts absolutely the sort of thing. And uh, it's why, I mean, I'm an anarchist and I I want voluntary interactions from people. I want people to work together. I want, you know, that sort of thing. And I'm a peaceful anarchist. I'm not one of those people that Mm -hmm. are picking up Molotov cocktails and smashing stuff. That's not, that's not the way I roll. Um, but yeah, I mean, I just think that these institutions and people being in charge of other people and thinking that they should tell other people how to live is a problem. And maybe, I don't know, man, it it is fascinating. I, I want, it would be nice if people were listening to their intuition. They, they were listening to the consciousness, the Christ consciousness that lives in every single one of us. Yes. Yes. If if we live there, that way, there's somebody know, ahead of you have... and somebody behind you. So who are you? Who's ahead of you that you know that you can probably? You don't have to ask them. Who's living the life that can help you get to something different than you're living? And who can you help pull up? That's basic, like social work life there for me. So I've since I've since I've been on since I learned to become a social worker. You know I've my whole life is skewed differently. Now I'm no longer like combat combative or I don't, you would never hear me call my partner a name, you know, like, because I learned what words do, you know, um, words I learned are powerful, so man. Yeah. Right. Another learned, interview learned, that I'm going to yes. drop pretty soon. We just did a, we did an episode about word magic, you know, and that's and just how powerful words are. I mean, your tongue is a sword. Yes. And it can be used, it can be used to defend and protect, or it can be used to tear down and destroy. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I intend on using my, my, my tongue to, um, to build. Yeah. And I, and I, and I think I'm aligning with people that are going to help build that. Um, I think it's, it's all really strange in this awakening. You imagine in all of this awakening, I'm having my own awakening, but I'm discovering things about my own self. Like this journey, there's there's other things we haven't even talked about that are like very much like, why am I having all of these experiences? Why, when I put my name into this calculator, does it say like weird things? Why is my birthday a certain date and time that's written about in history? And that's weird. And why do I have all of these experiences as a child? And it's very crazy from my own perspective, because and the I'm more awake- you dig into this, you realize that there is no such thing as a coincidence. Yes. And I have people like you helping me with this, by the way, lots of people helping me because it's really hard to understand that um, you have signs and symbols. And um, I've gone and taken time to go like, like in my house, figure trying to figure out like when I really understood that way maybe some maybe I have something to contribute to this I was in my in my uh dining room downstairs and I just looked out the window I just started bawling like are you serious are you really serious is this really what you're having me do like this this none of this makes sense 
from an intelligent person's perspective. I was still there two years ago. I was still just like thinking like, this is all dumb. Like, what is this dumb stuff? Right. And, and, and then I had these, all of these very spiritual experiences and with other people. And it's been very, um, uh, hard. Right. Yeah. My whole life yeah, has man. been really hard. And but I, you needed that. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that it's like you look at the darkness in your past and you look at all the terrible things that have happened. And you realize, though, that every single one of those things helped build you yeah. and help put you where you are. And you had to experience those things. It's a, it's one of those terrible things where you're like, how can God let tragedy happen? And it's like you absolutely needed that when it happened. Yeah. You know, and that whole thing where, I mean, God says, I'm not going to put a burden on you that you can't handle. And so yeah. that's in one aspect, that's scary. You're like, oh, God, please don't. But, it, you know, at the, in the other angle, it's like you're strong and you have been given this strength and you have a purpose and everything that comes at you, you are strong enough to get through it. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we're, that's what we're here to do is lift each other up that way and tell each other that's what you're going to do. And I think that we're in a, we're, we're at a pivotal time. It's, it's getting ready to happen. They're going to tell us that we need to start looking for this. I know where it is. We need to start looking for it and we need to start finding out what the reoccurring signs and symbols are. And we need to bring that forward just like they would in the sword of the stone. You need to bring it forward for all of humanity. And that's and that's what we're getting ready to do. I think that's what's happening. We, and we're all going to figure this out. And it's pretty amazing, I think. Um, from my own perspective, it's it, my own perspective is like me wanting to off myself because of what I had to do in war and what I've seen and stuff. And then all my family's stuff afterwards. And, um, you know, and then I found myself and then wanted to help people. And, and now I'm in this other piece of like, what? There's wait, but wait, there's more. There's UFOs with like, oh, they come with spirituality and they come on cycles and you can help. Okay. So now I'm helping. Right. And you're helping. Everybody's helping. Anthony, uh, we're rounding up on two hours here, man. Uh, yeah, you want to give us some clothing? Hour. Yeah. I know. <laughs> you want to give me some, uh, let's, let's do some clothing, uh, cl closing thoughts. I talk too fast. <laughs> you want to give us some clothes, close. Okay. I'm, you know what I said? Closing yeah. thoughts. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Do you want to kind of round this up, man? Do you want to tell our, tell my audience like something that they need to hear? You know, what, like out of all of this and the divine feminine coming back, like what, what do we need to know? Like, Hey man, everybody, the divine feminine has already come back. She comes back with the divine masculine and they give energy to a human. This is a reoccurring cycle. Does that human, does that become the son? Yes. But it's okay, also so the father. That becomes the Trinity. Yeah. But Interesting. And they're the mother. Yeah, what you should understand is that um, from my reading is that the person has physical signs and symbols, they have birth date times and symbols, and they have things in their life signs and symbols. So they have 
They have dimensional symbols, like things that you're not going to be able to argue about at all. Like the like physical things. You're not going to be able to argue it and you're going to find it in text and stuff and it's going to blow your mind. So that's that's where we're at in this process is we need to find this person, verify their signs and symbols, not hear it from their mouth, verify their signs and symbols through um, comparative mythology and world history because that's the way we're going to do it. And if we do it without like being weird about it, it should be pretty fun. <laughs> right? Because what, what are we going to do? We're going to find somebody that wants to help all of humanity. Okay. That seems pretty fun. <laughs> right? Yeah. I like it. I'll man. tell you this, the archetype, it's a social worker. They're coming to social work. <laughs> <laughs> They're Anthony. just going to social work. Thank you so much for coming on, brother. Uh, I really appreciate it. You want to tell my audience one more time where they can find it? Their Instagram hey, and TikTok? Hey, find me, Anthony Ross Kennedy, ARC, on TikTok or on um, Instagram. You can just put my name in. If you want to see my credentials, go ahead and look at me on uh, LinkedIn. It's all there. Thanks, man. I saw that you have a link tree. I'll share that with the show notes. So, Great. yeah. Thank you, brother. This was a really fun and really interesting, fascinating conversation. I appreciate you very much. Hey, I love you. Take on the day, man. Yeah, I love you too, brother. I'm going to hit the Bye. outro. Thank you very much, man. Bye now.